Hey guys, it's me, Avatar Goku. I'm really pumped up for this week's episode. I can't believe they named it after me. You're about to learn from a true expert on how to master the four essential ways of a warrior. Punching, screaming, eating, and child rearing. Anyway, let's start our training. Uh, sorry, hold on a second. Wait, what do you mean I misread the episode title? You're gonna kick me out of the recording booth? <laughs> I don't think so. everybody. At last, it is time to discuss Avatar The Last Airbender, Episode 8. Nick Montagani, I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, how are you doing this fine evening? Great. Good. I'm really glad That's all. to hear it. How are you, Nick? <laughs> I'm also great. Hey, here I am, Brendan. Here you I'm are. I'm back. You're back. Uh, people listening at home might not have noticed you were gone. No, no, they didn't, because <laughs> why would we have ever told them so? Because for once, we were actually prepared. <laughs> <laughs> we were on top of uh, what was yet another of my uh, many Disney World trips that I've taken mm -hmm. since we have started this podcast together. I think at some point you're going to have to like start declaring yourself a citizen of Florida. Uh, there are many reasons why I am hesitant to do that, <laughs> uh, but there are also reasons why I might like to do that, and mostly the biggest reason is, is I'm so sick of paying for these vacations, why don't I just fucking live there already? Yeah, yeah, you really should. You could get one of them Disney mansions. I saw a video on that. They got, like, fucking uh, Beauty and the Beast fucking etched into the uh, mirrors in the oh. <laughs> elevators. I am so... All set with that. No, thank you. You don't want a Disney branded home? You don't want little fucking hidden Mickeys everywhere you look in your house? I can't imagine having an anything branded home or even staying in like one of those, like, check out these awesome Airbnbs that we saw <laughs> where it's all like Super Mario themed. I'm like, I'm, I want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to yep. look at this gigantic koopa looming over me while i'm trying to sleep every night uh my dad uh worked as a mechanic for a very long time and he he would buy tools from the the trucks i don't know if you know this but if you work in a garage these trucks come around uh that are like uh cornwell or snap-on and they sell you tools off the back of the truck so you don't have to like go out to the store to buy them that's a good idea yeah uh they're expensive though uh but they like try to get you to do a payment plan um, but anyway, if you do enough of it, they, they give you rewards. So I, we always had like snap on branded things. And at one point, every piece of furniture in my room, uh, was snap on branded. That's really funny. I had a big snap on logo, like on the head of my bed. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a snap on bed, but my dad took the sticker, put it on a piece of plastic and then screwed it to the, the, uh, headboard. So I just had snap on everything. Uh, so I did live in a branded home for a while. 
That's like on uh, that extreme makeover home edition show Mm -hmm. where they would ask a kid what he liked. And he was like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of into soccer. Like, I play soccer. And then their entire room would just be filled (laughs) with, like, soccer stuff and, like, a full soccer field in their room. (laughs) The walls painted like a pitch. Exactly. Exactly. There's like speakers on the wall with like a commentator saying goal like really really loud at all hours of the day <laughs> that's the alarm clock yeah exactly goal goal Venezuela's um, <laughs> and that is the room that you have to live with for the rest of your life for the next 16 years good luck kid <laughs> congratulations i hope you still like soccer after all this time that's really funny to me, though, thinking that, like, you, your family would be on that show, and they're like, all right, Brendan, what are you really into? Well, I don't know. Sometimes my dad buys Snap-on stuff, and they're like, all right. <laughs> I walk into my it. room, and there's just, like, wrenches hanging from the walls. Like, <laughs> We've got a theme. Snap-on. The bed is made of welded-together screwdrivers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that actually sounds kind of cool. Probably would be, yeah. It's like the Game of Thrones throne. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Much less intimidating. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Brendan, of course. uh, I'm back from Disney World. Thank you so much for noticing. Um, Okay, well, here we are, episode eight of this show. So I'm already asking you this question. Hey, what what do you think? We've only had eight eight episodes with the show, so this might be a tough question question to answer but what do you what what do you think a good avatar the last airbender theme park ride might look like huh oh um it would probably be like one of those like uh calm rides where you're like just in a cart like going around like a like a small world kind of thing or maybe even like a haunted mansion but without the weird drop but it could even have the weird drop i guess if you really wanted to uh and you'd have because now they can do it you'd have like those augmented reality glasses Mm-hmm. And you'd have like benders hopping in uh, and like a water bender would like throw a water ball or whatever. And like you'd get splashed a little. There's like a little bit of spray on yeah. your ride vehicle yeah. and everyone and then, like, goes, go. A firebender comes up and like blows a fireball past you and you feel the heat on your face. A little bit. Of, yeah. By. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like this. I like this. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, I don't know what you would do for earth bending. I guess maybe like that could be like you're on the cart and it raises up like they make a pillar underneath you or something. Because uh, it you wouldn't could... be fun if it just blew sand in your face. That would be pretty shitty. No, no, that's less that's <laughs> less of a silly effect that people would have a good laugh about than those other two things. <laughs> I might say for the earthbending, uh, there is uh, like 3D shows and stuff that happen in theme parks. Like, it's tough to be a bug. Yep, in I've, I've seen that Animal one. Kingdom. And it stings um, you in the back. That's exactly right. You get like little (laughs) things poking you in the back. So maybe somebody does like a big earth stomp and then something pokes you in the butt. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool. And I know they have ones where like the track can separate. So it could be like they break the track. Sure. Like another earthbender or like the avatar has to come in and like fixes the track. And And then off you go. Yeah. That is not a bad idea. Get all of those represented in there. I was kind of struggling to think of this in the context of like, yeah, how would you you would represent all the bending styles? I think to this point, what we've seen on this show, uh, you you could try to make a ride out of the uh, stone del- mail delivery systems in Omashu. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, 
guess I just don't really know what you would do. Maybe just make it like a roller coaster. Yeah, this episode has something that might work, too. You could be, like, riding on Appa, like, dodging fireballs and shit. That would be good. You could do, like, a... um, You probably haven't done this one, but there's the Avatar ride in the Animal Kingdom as well. I have not, yeah. Flight of Passage is is the name of that one, Mm -hmm. and it's like you're... I think we talked about this in our very dumb Avatar podcast, yeah. It's like you're riding on the back of one of those banshee things i hate that i remember so much of the lingo (laughs) uh but you could probably pull that off with like riding on oppa yeah if you do it the right way you could have it be one of those suspension roller coasters where you're like in a seat that's hanging from something above you sure and you could do like ang's glider or something that would be good too that would be good too I still think something more casual would would work better for fitting every type of bending in. This is true. And if we're thinking about it, they're not going to make an entire Avatar themed park or even land within a park. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're probably if we're talking about like some sort of Nickelodeon theme park, you're probably talking about one Avatar ride. Yeah. And the kids are going to want to do it. Mm hmm. So a more casual thing like you've described, I think, is probably the right direction for them to go. I think you're right on the money. You could you could enter in like a Fire Nation ship and then Aang yeah. shows up to like break you all out. And he's like, I'm busting you out of here. Yeah. And he's like guiding you through the halls of the ship and then like on to land. And you're like, he's helping you fight off all the benders around. Every now and then you see him poking behind like a little metal column, like, follow me this way. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Very cute. I think the kids and adults alike would oh, absolutely yeah. now love Now I'm it. actually thinking about it. He can say, follow me this way. You start to go that way. And then he runs past the other way and says, like, no, not that way. And then, like, the cart has to, like, do a little backup and turns the other way. <laughs> they, these words spouting too many good ideas here. We better <laughs> stop this before we've had a chat with our lawyers to make sure that we are fairly compensated for these Ideas that will definitely become rides at some point yes. because they're all golden. Mm-hmm. We are the best <laughs> ride designers out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can tell that is true, by the way. We don't know what to call that because Brendan struggled to choke out the words <laughs> ride designers. Uh, uh, it's not an Imagineer. That's specifically Disney. That's a very specific one <laughs> company where those exist. But I guess I don't know what they call them at like Universal Studios or something. Like, Maybe it is ride, ride architect or something. But where's the magic? Not there. It's at Disney. They've (laughs) capitalized it. They've bottled up that magic, baby. There's none to spare for these other companies. (laughs) You got to rent it. all for us. That's right. We'll loan you a little bit, but then we need the rest. (laughs) Uh, Brendan, what do you say we make some magic by recapping episode eight of Avatar, huh? Let's do it. Bring on the magic, baby. Hell yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 8 of Avatar The Last Airbender, titled Winter Solstice Part 2, Avatar Roku. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Yeah, very ominous, the Avatar Roku part. Uh, Yes, Part 2 of the Winter Solstice doubleheader. We're finishing it up today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like we're, you know, riding pretty high after Part 1 of this Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, part one was pretty cool. Had that cool spirit monster thing. 
Hey, by the black and white spirit. That's the one. Terrorizing the towns, kidnapping Sokka uh, for an indeterminate amount of time, and then Sokka <laughs> had to pee. Like a day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> not that long, but long <laughs> enough where we were all scared we might not see him again. But he's back. Everyone's back. Aang is back from his brief travel into the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are in the second part of this doubleheader Avatar Roku, the name of this episode. So you maybe we'll get to learn a little bit more about this guy that we've been hearing about for some time. Maybe. Uh, we'll find out <laughs> soon enough. April 15th, 2005. Previously on Avatar. Uh, as we said, Aang saved Sokka and an entire village from Heibai, the rampaging spirit. Uh, pulled into the spirit world himself, met Roku's dragon, who revealed a way that Aang will be able to speak with Roku, but there's a couple complications mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. Uh, it can only happen on the solst- solstice, which is tomorrow, the very next day. Yep, yep. And they need to travel to a temple on an island that is in the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Not exactly friendly territory. Bad news. Yep. Not looking forward to going there, but it must be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, B plot of that episode, Zuko saved Iroh from some earthbenders, and we loved it a lot. Yeah, it was very good. It's very good. Iroh was out there doing his thing, and we loved to see him do it. I like to see Iroh in action. I like to see Iroh in general. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh, he's still one of the best characters on the show, if not the best character. When he's not on the screen, I'm asking, where's Iroh? Yeah, what's, I wonder what Iroh is up to right now. <laughs> I think it would look a little something like this. <laughs> he's just, just smash cut to him, just like sipping tea. Sipping like, tea, he's got a joint in the other hand. <laughs> <clears throat> he's got a thug life chain on. Like. Hell yeah. Hell, he's got the Bugs Bunny shirt, like, Lord forgive me. <laughs> Time to go back to the real me. <laughs> Uh, wow, we've really painted a picture of what Uncle Iroh is, and wasn't what I was expecting, but I do like this change. Yeah, no, I'm very, I'm very into it. I might have to, might have to Photoshop that. Yeah, there's some fan art to be made for sure. (laughs) But it's going to have to wait until after the recap. Let's do it. Aang is preparing to leave the village, but wants to go alone. He can't put Sokka and Katara in any danger. But... Apparently, he can put Appa in danger. Mm-hmm. Well, Appa's his, what did they call it? His animal guide? Animal guide, mm-hmm. I think is what he said. Yep. So without him, Ang's useless. Yeah, he's nothing. You need me, Appa says. And I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> this, yeah. This car is parked, baby, and you're not <laughs> moving it. Um, Appa, yeah, will not budge. And Katara is begging Aang not to go, but Aang thinks back to the vision of the comet that he saw in the last episode, and he simply must go. Mm-hmm. It's got to be done. There is no other way around this, Katara. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, Katara and Sokka tell Aang that they are, in fact, coming with him. He allows it. 
it's weird that it's like a brief bit of confrontation of like, no, I won't bring them with me. And they're like, no, we don't want you to go at all. And then they're like, okay, you can go, but we have to come. And Aang's like, okay, you can come with me. So what was all the fight for? <laughs> well, they needed to set up some conflict, but they've also got to move the episode along. Yeah, set it up and resolve it within the span of maybe 20 seconds. We can't have this turn into a three-parter. <laughs> hey, we could get, there's there's a famously a four-parter. Oh my we'll talk God. In a very long time, Brendan, don't you worry oh about that. Oh no. <laughs> Does it help you feel any better if I tell you that the four-parter is literally the finale of Avatar The Last Airbender? Oh, okay. It does actually, yeah. Because that's like a film at that point. Uh, yeah, essentially, I mean, four 20-something minute episodes mm -hmm. stitched together. We can't get into it just yet. No, we got a ways to go. We've got a very long time to go. <laughs> uh, yes, they're going to go with Aang. The leader of the village gives Aang some supplies and says they need to fly fast if they're going to make it in time. Uh, Aang starts to respond, and he's just like... Go already. <laughs> what did I just fucking say to you? There's no time for niceties. <laughs> you have places to be, Get my your dude. shit and leave. <laughs> Take this. I don't need your thanks. I just need you to save the world. Uh, off they go. Um, later on in the village, that same guy opens his front door to Prince Zuko. Mm-hmm. There's a little Fire Nation music sting that plays every time Zuko shows up to. It's very good. <laughs> it's good, yeah. <laughs> um, Zuko is also very quippy with this guy. He goes, having trouble sleeping. Yeah, and then he punches him in the chest, which I thought was pretty rude. It's a little rude. <laughs> now he's definitely going to have trouble sleeping because he can't even breathe. He can't breathe, yeah. He knocked all the wind out of him. Broke a couple of his ribs. <laughs> um. Iroh is with him. He's sitting on a rhino and is still not wearing any clothes since his rescue in the last episode. It's a good bit of continuity. That's good. Yeah, that's how you know they didn't take time to go back to the ship before they came <laughs> to this village. All right, Uncle, are you ready to roll out? Yeah, let's go. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> let's go to this village and punch a man. <laughs> uh, the sun rises and Aang is pushing Appa to go as fast as he can. Um... And we can see Zuko's battleship full steam ahead right on their trail. And Zuko is looking to the sky through a big telescope. And Iroh has finally put some pants on at this point. Mm -hmm. Although, did you notice that their colors look different? Like it's it's a different shade of their normal uniform in this episode? Now, Brendan, you're asking the wrong guy Oh, about that's this. right. I'm sorry. Uh, they're me, like it's a all reds. They're, like, darker and a bit more, like, greenish-gray. Like, uh, there's there's okay. less red to them, I think, than there typically is. And it could just be, like, a question of the lighting in the, the scenes that we see them. But it looks different to me. Um, well, unfortunately, my eyes don't work good enough to be able to pick up on something That's like right. that. That's right. Well, write in at gotarecap at gmail.com and let us know if the colors were different. Yeah, definitely do that and let us know. And let us know if your eyes work good. Yeah. Where where are colorblind bros at? Uh, colorblind fam, rise up. <laughs> Sailing into Fire Nation waters. Of all the foolish things you've done in your 16 years, Prince Zuko, 
This is the most foolish. I have no choice, Uncle. Have you completely forgotten that the Pylord banished you? What if you're caught? I'm chasing the Avatar. My father will understand why I'm returning home. You give him too much credit. My brother is not the understanding type. Iroh also confirms that Zuko is 16 years old with a very convenient line of dialogue. Which is, I think, the first time we have confirmation of his age. For sure. I think the only people we know exactly are now Zuko is 16 and Aang is 12. Yeah, yeah. And I would have just assumed, if nobody had ever said anything, I would have assumed all of the main characters were 12. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption to make. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I would say, yeah. I'm sure there's an official answer. Let's put Katara at like 14. Yep. And then I might be willing to put Sokka also maybe at 16. I think so. Yeah. Does that sound right to you? That seems fair to me. Yeah. Definitely an official answer out there. But you know what? Don't write into us. I've got to recap at gmail.com. We don't fucking care. I'd rather speculate as to the age of children. Uh, Something that I often do for different reasons. Let's move on. Uh, Katara and Sokka spot that ship following them, and the firebenders raise up a big catapult with a steaming ball of rhino dung loaded onto it. Yep, just a, a big ball of shit. Just a big old ball of shit. At least I think it's rhino dung, or maybe they took it out of like the porta potty. <laughs> got like a latrine that they <laughs> emptied out. And then somebody's got to pack it, and that's the worst <laughs> job on the ship. Uh, yeah. Well, here it is, though. We're finally seeing some shit bending. Fi- yeah, you know, uh, almost. We're this is <laughs> maybe the closest that we're ever going to get. But this is the moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> There's only one style of bending left that we need to see, Brendan. We'll get there. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, great. Um, Iroh is fanning himself and is like, this is fucking disgusting. Next time, can we just use like a big rock or something? <laughs> this sucks. I hate living on this ship with you, Zuko. <laughs> You're the fucking worst. Uh, you're such a shitty nephew. I'm so good to you. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, Zuko lights up the big shit ball and they launch it at Appa. Um, they dodge the fireball, but are struggling to hold on to their lunches with the smell. Mm-hmm. Which is very good. It also sets the scene where I thought that all of the other Fire Nation ships were also firing shit balls at them. But I don't are they think not? that's the case. I don't think so. Because they never. Well, then what are they firing at them? It's just like, I don't know, rocks <laughs> coated in kerosene. <laughs> that's. Well, then why doesn't Zuko have. You know, I don't know, Brendan. I think it's because safe Zuko for us to Zuko doesn't have the funding of the Fire Nation. This is fair. Him. This is fair. Yeah, he's kind of on his own. He's got to make do with what he's got. I was sitting here believing that every ship had a large supply of. Big rhino lizard. It could shit be, balls. but they never. No one ever makes reference to them stinking again. This is true. Well, they don't have time for that. They've got to bob and weave That's through true. the air, and the joke has been made. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. Move we're on. well past that. <laughs> There's flying to do. Uh, yeah, the fireball shoots by them. Katara immediately dubs these as hot stickers. 
Yeah, I think she said stinkers, but it does say stickers in the subtitles. Uh, it's hard to tell. Either way, hot stinkers or hot stick stinkers is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. I I do like describing it in that way. I uh, thought that's what I heard, but when I read the subtitles, I I wasn't <laughs> positive anymore. <laughs> Whatever we want to describe them as, it's a good PG way to describe the flaming balls of shit that are being thrown <laughs> through the air. Um, but. Both of these groups are about to run into one big problem. There is a fire navy blockade Mm -hmm. with dozens of ships aligned in the open ocean. Um, Iroh tells Zuko they have to turn around to avoid being arrested. And Aang suggests they go around, but Katara says, there's no time. And Sokka says, let's run this blockade. Yeah. Aang cracks open a beer. Yeah. Says, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Let's run this bitch. <laughs> and then he puts on sunglasses and suddenly there's like a stick shift on Appa. <laughs> yeah, cranks it all the way back. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> uh, I do think it's kind of fun that both of these groups fear this fire navy blockade but for very different reasons yeah that is that is a pretty nice touch where they're like but neither of them really want to be in the position they're in right now but we kind of have to soldier on yep yeah that is fun um at this point iroh is now begging zuko to turn around and zuko knows he should listen knows iroh is right and does apologize to him but commands his helmsman to Carry on forwards. I I have a question about this, though. Um, I know that Zuko's exiled as a traitor. Is his whole crew exiled and Iroh? Like when maybe this gets answered at some point. Um, But like when Zuko was exiled, did Iroh go like, well, if you're exiling him, then fuck you. I'm going with him. Or was he like appointed to go with him to keep him safe? Like, I don't understand, like the dynamic of what's happening. (sighs) We're going to get more backstory on the Zuko exile, I promise you that. Yeah, I imagine so, yeah. Because we really haven't had any to this point. (laughs) All we know is that he's exiled. We don't really know why. Right. Um, I don't, at the risk of speculating on something that I'm not remembering, I think that it was like just an elective choice of, well, if he is going to be exiled, he's going to need someone there to Mm -hmm. watch over him. So I think Iroh made that choice voluntarily. That's, that's kind of like the theory I was running with. Um, But then like, does that make him also an exile? Like, even though it's by choice, is he also like a fugitive to the fire nation? I think it's a good question. There is a line of dialogue here where he's pleading with Zuko to turn around, where he says, if they capture, he says, if they capture you, there's nothing I can do, is okay. what he says. So he probably wouldn't be in trouble, but Zuko definitely would be. He'll be free to go, but like would be powerless to do anything. Because mm-hmm. Zuko is the one who's in hot shit here. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I was just like, well, this whole crew, like, did they, like, they all go with him? Were they appointed to go with him? Uh, I've got questions, but I'm sure I'll get some answers at some point. There will be some answers, maybe not 100% of the answers that Mm -hmm. we're raising in these questions here, but I think enough where we'll be satisfied. satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's just, that's what I'm thinking in the moment watching the episode. Sure, sure, sure. Is like, uh, what's, what are the stakes for Zuko, or not Zuko, for Iroh? Everybody else that's not Zuko. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, it it is a good question. Like, if somebody else is controlling the ship and brings him into these Fire yeah. Nation waters, and if what's he's like, their liability? If he is truly in charge of the ship, why do these people have to listen to him if he's no longer part of the Fire Nation? Right. Yeah. Who? What authority does he have other than him having been? Yeah, his uh, namesake. Exactly. <laughs> Which has, I imagine, been stripped from him. Uh, in this moment, it's not looking good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we can move on. That's just that's that's where my head's at in this scene. Good questions, Brendan. Questions to be asked, and hopefully, questions to be answered. Um. Yes, they uh, are going to run the blockade, and we can see who is in charge of this blockade. Surprise, surprise! It's Commander Zhao. Oh, we know that guy. We saw him a handful of episodes ago. Yeah, he was around. At this point, he's kind of the only other Fire Nation guy that we know that's not Zuko <laughs> yeah. and Iroh and actually, the Fire Lord. At first, did not recognize him, though. I was like, this guy looks kind of familiar. Is that Zuko's dad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my brat kid and my <laughs> shitty brother. Oh, look, Keep him out of here. Fucking blow him out of the water, boys. Let's get him out of here. <laughs> Bombs away, boys. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's Commander Zhao. He says, the Avatar and the Banished Prince, this must be my lucky day. Oh, yeah. Everything's coming up, Zhao. <laughs> um, he commands his men to shoot their own hot stickers or stinkers <laughs> or fireballs, as Brendan has suggested. No, it's it's impossible to know. No, we don't know what they are. Uh, big flaming balls of something at the Avatar... <laughs> Uh, even at the expense of hitting Zuko's ship, which is secretly, not so secretly, probably what he's actually aiming for. Yeah, yeah. I think the intention is to definitely to, to sink Zuko. He could give a fuck about the Avatar, but if he can accidentally hit Zuko and then just go, oops. Oh, my bad. Accidentally. What is he? He, he says, like, if we hit a traitor, then no one will mind or something like that. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And... He very much minds. He wants to take him down. Yeah. Clearly. Um, they launch dozens of these flaming balls. Appa bobs and weaves as best he can and avoids a direct attack, but does get grazed by some flames, mm -hmm. which light up some little patches on his fur. Aw. Very sad. Appa does not get enough credit. No. Just in general on this show. Yeah, no, Appa's pretty cool. So I, I still only have the problem that he doesn't have a consistent size. I think <laughs> I think that will always yeah. stick with me. Until, yeah, they bring on like a <laughs> brand ambassador, like somebody who's like, all right, well, this is the official style guide. Yeah, like what? I, I, just, I just don't understand. But Appa is very good. Uh, very fun creature. Very good, good boy, and uh, gets a lot of work done and takes some punishment in this episode. Yeah, lots of little patches of fire that Sokka and Katara and even particularly Momo, like, have to pat out the flames on his fur. So, yeah. um, Zuko's ship does not have such maneuverability and takes a direct hit to the engines. Uh, a crew member tells Zuko they need to stop, but Zuko refuses to stop. Um, Aang takes Appa above the clouds, but Zhao unleashes another volley 
of fireballs which burst out at random points in the clouds. So now it's even more difficult to see these incoming attacks. Yeah, I actually I really like this like whole sequence of like the dodging the fireballs. Uh, It's probably some of the best action I think we've seen to this point. Uh, Yeah, it's a very nice, nicely done scene. Yeah, it's intense with yeah them like shooting up through the clouds. Mm -hmm. Like you can feel the tension of being like, well, any one of these could hit them at any point. It's fucking spooky. Yeah, if you were up there like getting fucking fire, maybe maybe balls of shit. You're probably right. They probably are all balls of shit. Either way. You know whether they are or they are. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's a scary, scary either way. <laughs> um, there's a huge explosion which makes Appa reel back, and Sokka gets tossed off of Appa's back and is free falling through the air. Mm-hmm. And that's how Sokka dies. <laughs> yep, that's the end. Thank you, Sokka, for your contributions to Team Avatar. Sorry that we saved you in the last episode, only to have you die here. Yeah, everybody gets one. <laughs> Uh, Aang puts Appa into a nosedive and Katara is able to just barely reach out and pull him back in before they touch down on the water and mm-hmm. continue on. Stuff like this is always really weird to me. I don't know what like the physics of catching somebody who's falling are, but wouldn't you think catching them, they, they're still falling and they're just going to hit whatever is catching them as hard as they would have hit the ground? Yeah, but what if the thing that catches them is falling at the same speed of, as... I guess, but this wasn't. He was like they were they were parallel. They were like right under him, and like she sure she grabs his hand, but like he's still yeah. falling. <laughs> it's impossible not to think about yeah, like the actual scientific implications of what we're looking at here. <laughs> he would splat himself against Appa's gigantic tail, and that's why you shouldn't watch cartoons as an adult. <laughs> no, no, because you know <laughs> can't have fun anymore. <laughs> this. Where's my realism in this show with flying bison? I don't think that's how physics work. (laughs) I want this kid to die. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm also not not saying that. I mean, yeah, I have time to figure out where my opinions are (laughs) on all of these things. Uh, We'll get there. Um, As he touches down on the water, a fish gets tossed up and hits Sokka in the face. And then Momo jumps up and grabs it before it flies away. What's Momo going to do with that fish? He's going to eat it. We never eat that whole fish. We we never see that fish again. So we are led to believe that perhaps he does. (laughs) He just sits there for the rest of this chase sequence. He's just sitting on the back of Appa, just munching on a fish. It's a raw fish. Yeah, (laughs) wriggling in his hands like Gollum. (laughs) All raw and wriggly. (laughs) <laughs> fish is bigger than Momo. It's too much fish for him. I I don't know. Um, They pull closer and closer to these ships, and Zhao commands another shot directly towards them. Aang closes his eyes and then opens them up, which looks like he's going to be in the Avatar state when he does this, but mm-hmm. he's not, which is almost a cool moment of Aang being like, no, I got this. Like, I don't need yeah. to do this Avatar state. Like, I'm ready. Yeah, but it was also kind of cool to see that, like, he might have control over it. So, like, was the implication that he was trying to enter the state but couldn't? Or was that um, even was that even part of it? Or is that something that we're, like, applying to it? Maybe he was just recentering. That's exactly. This is me being, like, it looks like he's good. It's almost like they're implying that, like, this is possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading into this too much just to say, uh, you know, Aang's got it under control. Yeah. 
either way, I think that's what the scene proves is that like he just takes he takes a moment he like sure regroups himself and then fucking does what needs to does be done. Does the work, yeah. Uh, he leaps forward and lets out a mighty airbending kick, which bursts apart the hot sticker, and they pass through it like a smoke ring. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Just pretty badass. He falls back onto Appa as they fly past the ships and have successfully run the blockade. And Aang is stoked that they are in the Fire Nation successfully, but Katara and Sokka are in, like, complete shock of the situation. Oh, yeah. It's intense. And what a long way they've come, mm-hmm. the two of them. In just, like, a few short weeks, they've gone from living their entire lives in, like, this dismal little snowy <laughs> village on the South Pole. And now, yeah, they're flying on the back of a gigantic bison with the avatar into the homeland of their greatest enemy. It's pretty badass. Yeah. It's gotta be real exciting. I'm surprised though that like after all the excitement of that scene just now, they didn't both just like pass out immediately. <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. <laughs> I can't handle it. Like it's a lot of excitement all at once. I think I probably would have just been like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, for sure. Wake, wake me when we get there. <laughs> I don't want to see the rest of this. Yeah, I got to <laughs> put my headphones in and uh, I'll be with you shortly. <laughs> um, They've made it through, but uh, Zuko, his ship has not yet. And Zhao figures that the banished prince will lead him straight to the Avatar's location. Um, There's two ships that are sort of closing in on Zuko's path as he continues to barrel forward. But Zhao commands them to cut the engines and lets Zuko pass. Um, as this happens, Zuko and Zhao lock eyes and Zuko slowly drifts by and away they go. And as they're going, Iroh strokes his beard in deep contemplation of what Zhao's game is. Yeah, he kind of figures it out pretty quick, though. (laughs) I mean, there's not really a lot of other options. I see what he's up to here. This is pretty straightforward stuff. I think it would have been very funny if uh, Zhao like made a face at Zuko <laughs> on his way by, like winked at him, like "Hey!" Like sticks his tongue out, does like the antlers thing with his <laughs> hands, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flips him off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, That's, guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they do that like as long as they can while they're still in earshot of each other. <laughs> I'm. The gang is safe for now, but need to carry on. Um, there are several time jumps as Appa keeps on flying, and finally, they reach that crescent island in the Fire Nation that they've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a gigantic active volcano streaked with lava on this island. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And on this island, there's also a tall temple at the end of a long stone bridge. Uh, Aang and Katara give their thanks to Appa, who is just completely exhausted. Uh, Katara says, you must be so tired. And Sokka says, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling refreshed and ready to go. And he does like some calisthenics. Nobody was talking to you. (laughs) Get over yourself. Um, (laughs) I kind of liked this because she she says, like, I was talking to Appa. And he says, I was talking to Momo. I'm not wrong. And then we smash cut to Momo, who's on the only tree on the island, which I'm sure they only put there so Momo would have somewhere to be. Somewhere to be, somewhere to hang out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Momo can't just be sitting on the ground. <laughs> he's he's just like doing pull-ups on the on the branch on the burned up tree. <laughs> this is the Momo tree. Everywhere they go, there's a designated Momo tree. It's where he does his Momo business. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Leave him alone. He's fine. He's fine. Sokka, don't even talk to him. He's, you know, <laughs> relaxing. Um, they make their way up to the temple, which is adorned with red and gold flames and seems empty. So they run inside, but turn around when they hear someone. And sure enough, there are five old men in red outfits that address them and say, we are the fire sages. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is kind of dopey. <laughs> yeah, a bit. But I'm into it. Where were they, though? They were just hiding. They were like, we'll wait till they come in and then we'll. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. We'll sneak up. Shh, Everybody shh, quiet. Shh, shh. Get down, get down. It's like a surprise party. Yeah. <laughs> Hide behind the couch. Turn off the music. Turn off the music. <laughs> but somebody already spoiled it to Aang like weeks ago <laughs> that these fire sages were going to be waiting for him here. So he has to feign being surprised yeah, when yeah. they walk in. Oh, great. The fire sages. Oh, oh wow. wow. I, I can't expect believe you guys it. here. Oh, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> uh Yes, the fire sages, guardians of the temple of the Avatar. And Aang says, oh, I'm the Avatar. And the lead sage says, we know, and launches a big fiery attack at him. Whoa, not cool. I didn't expect that from a guardian of the temple of the Avatar. No, who would? Things are not as they seem here, perhaps. Um, Aang... Dodges the attack and then knocks them over with a wind gust and they all run away. The fire sages split up and they say if he contacts Roku, there's no telling how powerful he'll become. Mm -hmm. Which got me hyped. I was like, oh, my God, is he about to get like a bunch of like level ups? It's like uh, uh, Krillin and uh, Gohan visiting the guy on Namek. Yes. The big leader. Yes. Guy, I can't remember what that guy's I name is. I can't remember his name. <laughs> but going to him, having him put their hands on her head, and then suddenly Krillin is like more powerful than Goku. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, They run through the halls of this temple, but are apprehended by one of the fire sages who pins them in a dead end corner and they stand ready to fight. But the sage says, no, I'm actually a friend. Uh, Sokka says, firebenders aren't friends. Whoa. Feels a little racist or something. I was thinking, yeah. I was like, oh man, you can't just fucking paint everyone with a broad brush. Generalizing these people. Things are not so cut and dry, Sokka, my man. (laughs) People have multitudes. (laughs) Um, The sage says that he can lead them to Roku and opens a doorway to a secret passage They have no choice but to trust him, and off they go. Uh, There's a quick jump to Zuko uh, sailing along. His ship is giving off a huge plume of smoke behind it. Um, Iroh, yes, does reveal that Zhao's game is to follow them towards the Avatar, and Zuko says, if Zhao wants to follow our trail of smoke, then that's exactly what I'll let him do. Yeah, got a plan. We'll figure something out, and he'll never see it coming. (laughs) Uh, The fire sage, who is named Shayu, leads everyone through the underground tunnels and past a flowing river of magma. Mm -hmm. 
Magma. Is that a Dr. Evil? <laughs> it might be, yeah. I think it's Dr. Evil. The magma. We're so far removed from <laughs> I don't even remember movies. anymore. I yeah. know, there are just things that we say that, like, <laughs> oh, were those Austin Powers quotes or not? <laughs> or just, they could be. <laughs> they were at some point, and now they're just part of, yeah, the American vernacular. <laughs> now they belong to all of us. <laughs> they're this. Thank you, Dr. Evil. <laughs> I'm complete with those movies. Um, <laughs> yes, past all this magma. Definitely Dr. Evil. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, the more I say it, I'm sure that it is. It's uh, the chair, right? It's all right, but we have to we have to briefly try to figure this out. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. It's when they're around the conference table and he's got the chairs that drop people under the ground. And it's got a uh, Will Ferrell, right? This sounds right. And he's to like, me. he drops him down. He's like, oh, I'm still alive, but I'm very badly burned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're 100% right then. I'm pretty sure that's exactly yeah. what that is. <laughs> the most I can remember about the Dr. Evil chairs are when he's talking about having freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on <laughs> yep. their heads. Yep. And then Mini-Me has like a little chair. Yep. And then there's the, the uh, Irish assassin who collects lucky charms from his uh, his victims, uh, and they're always after his lucky charms. Stay tuned for our bonus episodes where we <laughs> in-depth cover each of the Austin Powers movies, and then do finally flesh out the script to uh, Austin Powers 4, Son of Powers, which we have teased before oh, no. on this show. No, we're going to talk about it. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> I completely forgot that we'd ever talked about Austin Powers on this show before. <laughs> it's 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 just it always comes up it's like i said it's you know just part of the american experience at this point is austin powers is always with us and uh we appreciate it for him uh let's talk about avatar huh yes let's please here we are shayu says that this was avatar roku's home and that he carved these tunnels himself he well uh, he, he formed the tunnels out of the magma is what he says sure which is different. basically Basically, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you, though. I, uh, you gotta keep me in check sometimes. Did you know Avatar Roku? No, but my grandfather knew him. Many generations of fire sages guarded this temple long before me. We all have a strong spiritual connection to this place. Is that how you knew I was coming? A few weeks ago, an amazing thing occurred. The statue of Avatar Roku... Its eyes began to glow. That's when we were at the Air Temple. Avatar Roku's eyes were glowing there, too. At that moment, we knew you had returned to the world. If this is the Avatar's temple, why did the sages attack me? Things have changed. In the past, the sages were loyal only to the Avatar. When Roku died, the sages eagerly awaited for the next Avatar to return. But he never came. They were waiting for me. Hey, don't feel bad. You're only a hundred years late. They lost hope the Avatar would ever return. When Fire Lord Sozin began the war, my grandfather and the other sages were forced to follow him. I never wanted to serve the Fire Lord. When I learned you were coming, I knew I would have to betray the other sages. Thank you for helping me. So, there are a few points to think about here, Brendan. Yeah, we just had a lot of a lot of lore dumped on us just 
in the past few seconds. Oh, it's not the only time that will happen for the rest of the episode. Nope. Uh, he says that they knew the Avatar had returned when Roku's eyes were glowing a few weeks ago, yes. he says. Yep. And Katara says that that is when they were at the Air Temple, which we recall. Which would have been episode three? Three. That's yeah. correct. So it's been a few weeks since they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also doesn't explain why that the statues didn't light up any other time that Aang had entered the Avatar state before he had been in the Air Temple in that episode, which we've questioned on this show. We did, yep. And it has not happened since that point, I don't think. No, I don't believe so. I think it's happened twice total at this point. I think so. I'm thinking you're right. But uh, So it's only been a few weeks since the events of that episode. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like, dude, so maybe <laughs> this is such a bit stupid, bad explanation. Does does Aang need to be in one of these, like at one of these temples for it to affect the other temples? Maybe like it's a proximity thing. It's a proximity to the, the, the fetishes of the avatars. That sure, sure. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's either that. Or it did happen the first time and just nobody noticed. <laughs> Everyone was sleeping. It's one of those things where like the lights flicker and you're not sure if the lights flickered. So you're like waiting for it to happen again. You're like, Hey, what the- was that noise? Oh, I didn't hear anything. Did my lights flicker? Or did I blink? Like I, I got to now I stare at the light until it happens again <laughs> to confirm. Give it like 30 seconds. Okay. Nothing happened. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll never get answers on that, I don't think. <laughs> Probably not. It's best to just forget about it. Just forget about it and move on. There's too much other information that Shayu just <laughs> dubs on Aang here that we have to consider in more detail. Uh, and much more to learn as we go along. Shayu leads them up a staircase to Roku's sanctuary, but is shocked to see that the door to the sanctuary is closed. Mm-hmm. And it was closed when Aang was here as a spirit, wasn't it? Uh, I don't exactly recall because Aang, like, shot up through the ceiling on the Mm -hmm. back of that dragon. But that light that comes in and shines on the statue is coming from just above the door we see in this episode when he goes through the door. Okay. The light is right there. Sure. So I think the door was already closed. Uh, which maybe was only a day, but I would still think that, like, the keepers of the sanctuary would be up here <laughs> at least once a day. How often do they have the door open? Do they have the door closed? But yeah. it seems like they don't really care about the Avatar very much anymore, based on what Shayu said. That's so true, yeah. Maybe they're not spending a lot of time in Roku's sanctuary. It's mm-hmm. hard to tell. Um, in any case, yes, the door is closed, and he says that... Uh, it can only be opened by five firebenders at once or by one fully realized avatar. Uh, so a couple things on that, Brendan. Yep. The first thing is, is as I promised to you before, there's another dumb elemental based <laughs> door. I like this one more than the wind one. I agree with that. <laughs> this one's fun because it does require multiple people. But it, But my other point that I wanted to bring up here is that this also implies to me mm-hmm. that the Avatar is the strongest bender at each individual element. Yes, he's as powerful as at least five 
benders. I think that kind of sucks. Like, there's no firebender that is specifically better at firebending than mm-hmm. the Avatar. I don't think I and believe like, that. The implication that I kind of take away from it is that the Avatar has, like, a, a split beam power-up where he can <laughs> he can fire five beams at once. Holds one hand out, and then a fire beam shoots out of each fingertip. Is that, that probably is what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly, yeah, maybe that is it. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, how are they going to get it done? Yeah, um, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of implication from that one uh, <laughs> line. I don't like that. Like, I do like the idea of the Avatar being the only person who can bend all of the elements. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the whole point of the Avatar. But, like, a jack-of-all-trades is not necessarily, like, the ultimate master of one of them, which oh, is no. what this is implying He's to the jack-of-all-trades master of all master of all trades <laughs> yeah i don't know i i find it very hard to believe that there is no firebender there is no person who is specifically devoted to one bending style who's not better at that bending style than the avatar themselves it is yeah it does set him up to be a bit of like a, a superman kind of thing where he's just like he's just great at everything uh, and fuck you. <laughs> and if you disagree with that, you're dead by his hand <laughs> or her hand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hate that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really like dwell too long on it, but I can see that. Yeah, that is. Uh, that is a bit. A bit. Uh, Mary Sue, for sure, of a character trait. It's unfair to the other benders of this world. Well, like, yeah, you can be as good as you want, but you'll never be the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no shit. Nobody will ever be the Avatar, but at least I could beat the Avatar in this one thing. Hopefully. <laughs> yep. Oh, maybe not. I'm not sure. It's like beat Bobby Flay. The Avatar comes around and just shows I you up at what you're best at. <laughs> hate that show. <laughs> right. So much. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, now we have to get into this a little bit. That show is the most rigged reality like game show that exists on tv because there's no way that the dishes that bobby flay is making are better than the signature dishes of all these chefs that come into this competition there's no way what he's making is better than those and he always fucking wins that show and how arrogant do you have to be to like roll up to some hometown hero some mm-hmm. some fucking nobody who all they have in the world is that their town loves them for making fucking clam chowder i make like, the best po' boy that you'll <laughs> yeah. ever see and you're like i'm bobby fucking flay and you just come in and you slap your dick on the table and you're like i'm I gonna po- outdo you <laughs> I make a hell of a poor boy. You'll never see a better poor boy in the life. Uh, I hate that. And he always fucking wins because those judges are his friends. Yep. yep. <laughs> and even if they're not, even if they were people from the town, the town is like, oh, my God, that's fucking Bobby Flay. He's on TV. Oh, a celebrity. I want to curry favor. Yeah. Curry. And maybe they even made curry. So he's really good at making curry. <laughs> And then they curry favor over the curry. I hate it. <laughs> but that's what that's what the avatar is in this world. The avatar is Bobby Flay. Oh <laughs> man, that rolling makes up me to hate. all these hometown heroes makes me hate the avatar so much more. <laughs> oh good lord. 
Uh, but that is a very good point of comparison, Brendan. And I'm glad you brought this up because I've been looking for an outlet to describe my frustrations with the beat Bobby Flay show. I don't even know if that show is still on. I don't think it's been on the air for like 20 years. It's been in syndication forever. So they always show it around like guys, grocery games. Guy Fieri, a great, I love that guy because he's just living his truth. He's just, he just is a pretty cool guy. He likes food. He describes it in weird ways, but you know, he's just him. Bobby Flay, everyone has to dance around like, oh, we better not upset Bobby Flay by saying that his food wasn't as good as this person whose food is probably better than his. The the only time Bobby Flay lost on that show, the entire town mysteriously vanished. (laughs) I know. uh, There's there's never been an Allensport, Louisiana. That's a, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, yeah, but then if those judges vote against him after the show, he has to walk up to them and be like, guys, what the fuck happened? I thought we were cool. He fires them. I know, you're off my show. Oh, man. Uh, I really despise that show. Uh, So thank you for bringing it up, Brendan. I am glad that we had this time. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Uh, The door is closed, but Sokka has a brilliant idea, which I think is fun because there's a lamp lamp that lights up over his head like a light bulb. Yeah, you know what? I actually didn't put that together, but you're right. That is what they were doing. Does a little ding noise, too, like a light bulb would do. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Good bit. Uh, But before we get to that, there is a... Quick shot back at Zuko, who is lowering a tender boat. Is that what you would call it? Uh, I don't know. Like when a, a litter, a little boat that's on a bigger boat, a dinghy. That would be, probably be fine as well. Yeah, I would probably call it a dinghy. What is a sloop? I think that's just a type of boat. It's just a, like a small sailboat. <laughs> What's the name of those like little submarines that are on the gigantic? Uh, freighter ships. Oh, you know what no. I'm talking about? Like the little orange submarines that they I know what you're talking about. I don't know what they're called, though. I know that you steal one in Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay. And that's Does it. that get us that's anywhere? All I know about those little submarines. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta recap at gmail.com <laughs> if you know what the name of those little submarines are. Um, he lowers his little submarine. It's not a little submarine, but he lowers <laughs> his little boat into the water and he's going to use his battleship's smoke screen as a smoke screen. Yeah, pretty clever. Very good idea. Zhao is following close behind, though, and we'll see if he can see through the smoke screen. <laughs> uh, Sokka enacts his plan by creating five bombs from lantern oil and animal skin bags. Mm hmm. Uh, and he's going to use them as fake fire bending, which is actually a pretty good idea. I was pretty impressed with Sokka in this moment. I do like how Sokka in this scene is the only non bender, but comes up with like a very good non mechanic or like mechanical solution. Yeah, that doesn't technically require bending. I mean, he does use bending to light the fires, mm-hmm. but I like how Sokka's like, this is what I know how to do. Yeah. And he says his father taught it to him uh, as a way to fake bending. Right. Yeah. I thought that, which I, I know I was, I was pretty impressed. I was like, here we go. Sokka's fucking doing something. This is 
extremely helpful and everyone in the scene is also impressed or like Sokka where has this side to you been this whole time <laughs> Sokka you're useful <laughs> wait wait a minute <laughs> welcome to the team I've had you painted all wrong <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry I didn't know your game <laughs> sorry Momo you're out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sokka you're getting called up to the big leagues my man <laughs> Momo throws down his jersey and storms Damn off <laughs> I knew I should have played basketball. <laughs> uh, they load up the bombs in the holes in the door, which are shaped like lions with open mouths, which is kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Kind of fun, though, as well. Uh, are they lions or dragons? I'm not sure. I kind of read remember. them as dragons. <laughs> I'd have to look at it again. And either way, it's kind of stupid, but also kind of fun. <laughs> uh, Shayu lights them up and there's a huge explosion and a cloud of smoke. And when it settles, Aang runs to the door, but alas, it is still locked. Yep. Didn't work. Failure. (laughs) Uh, Aang is frustrated and Sokka is upset. Uh, Momo is climbing up into one of the fire holes and Katara has a brain blast. She says it didn't work, but it looks like it did. She calls Sokka a genius and Sokka's like, oh, do go on, please. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) I am. <laughs> I like how Sokka is suddenly big man on campus. <laughs> um, fades to the next scene as the other fire sages run in and Shayu says that the avatar got into the sanctuary somehow and shows them the scorch marks on the door. Mm-hmm. Look, you can tell because it looks like they got in. He basically like repeats what they had just said before to each other. It didn't work, but it looks like it worked. Uh, what What do you mean it didn't work? Uh, don't worry about it. I mean, doesn't it look like it worked? <laughs> what worked? Uh, nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, points to the scorch marks and the shadow of something moving behind the door. Uh, we see Aang hiding behind a column nearby as these sages blast fire into the door holes and the door starts to open up in another obvious use of 3D animation, which I do think looks a little bit better than the mm. I think it looks did, much better than the air door did, yeah. I feel like they don't try to do too much of it because things don't have to completely do like a 180 turn. Yes, yeah, they just kind of slide in a way that the animation doesn't normally do. Um, but I think the sequence for the door opening was kind of cool. Like the heads all move into alignment and then the fire in the background kind of spreads out. I was like, this this is cool. I like this door a lot more than the stupid fucking air horn one. They all have doors. They all have magical doors. <laughs> and it takes bending to open them up. It still very much reminds me of like a Zelda fucking dungeon. Like For sure. Yeah, you've is, got this, this gust is of the wind boss weapon. door. <laughs> yeah. Bending is the key. Which Aang literally, hold on, Aang literally says in episode three, the key is bending to open one of the doors, which is so stupid. (laughs) Uh, The bending was the key Mm -hmm. in our hearts, kingdom hearts. Oh, stay tuned. Uh, Yeah. Mm, God, never mind. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, The door opens up and a bright red light pours out from the room to reveal Momo. He's just chilling. He's hanging out. Yeah. Doing Momo things. It's just in there, you know, lemuring about as he does. <laughs> Hashtag just Momo things. Just Momo things. Yeah, of course. Uh, he's covered in soot and lets out a little sneeze. It's cute. Yep. Uh, 
to which the lead fire sage says, it's the Avatar's lemur. Yeah. I think it's good. Everyone knows about the Avatar's lemur. (laughs) He's on all the wanted posters. (laughs) All Avatar's got a lemur. Sometimes with lemur is what it says. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Momo attacks one of the sages and Sokka and Katara ambush two of the others. Uh, Katara pulls one of the sage's shirts over his head like a hockey fight. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Sokka pulls the other fire sage's robe over his head, revealing his little red underpants. Yep. So they both got their fighting styles. Uh, Shayu grapples the other sage and they yell to Aang to make his move, but he doesn't come out from behind his column. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here going, where the fuck is Aang? Why isn't he making his move? Aang, it's time. You Fuck set it up. Go, my guy. Let's do it. There's a pause. And then Aang does emerge from behind the column, but he's in the clutches of Prince Zuko. Oh, no. How did Zuko get up here? It's a really good question. He would have absolutely no clue. <laughs> There's like so many twisting corridors in this temple, and somehow, yeah, he found his yeah. way up. No, I don't know. Um. It's fine. He's here. We need some tension. Yep. The Avatar is coming with me, he says. And the sages break free and then capture the others and wrap them up in chains. And Zuko starts to lead Aang down the staircase, but Aang jukes him out and then gets behind him and kicks him down the stairs. Which is brutal. Yeah. Zuko breaks his neck. That's the end of Zuko's (laughs) story on the show. The banished prince was not able to find redemption. He nope. died in a staircase. <laughs> Sorry to say. Um, kicks him away and then makes a mad dash to the door, vaults his way over the sages and through the spiky boor- bars of the door as it slams shut. And there's a huge burst of light from behind the door and Aang is in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks up as the beam of light hits the statue of Roku and nothing happens just yet. Yeah, there's a a moment of tension. I'm where I'm supposed to be. The dragon told me this. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Uh, Outside, Zuko and the sages try to open the door, but nothing happens. The sage says, Avatar Roku doesn't want us inside. Oh, my God. Which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. There's lots of moments. I mean, we'll get to it, but there's moments of like, Avatar Roku having control on things happening in this physical world that I'm very much into. Yeah, it's it's wild. There, there's a lot of a lot to it that I'm a bit confused about, but kind of willing to just let go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Hold my hand, and we'll make it through this. Um, Ang is pleading with the statue to help him, and the statue's eyes light up. There's a swirl of dust around him, and suddenly he's no longer standing in the sanctuary, but he's standing in some sort of smoky mountain range, Mm -hmm. bathed in a reddish-orangish light. And standing before Aang is Avatar Roku himself. Yeah. We're meeting the man. There he is. In all his glory, as we described him before when we saw his statue, he's an older man, tall, wearing a red robe. He's got long white hair and a long white beard. And uh, his hair is in a top knot, which has a hairpin, which I think is shaped like flames. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yep. 
just kind of cool. Yeah. You know, he's got the he's got the motif, the brand. I got to rep the Fire Nation. I know I'm the Avatar and I can kind of do everything, but this is, you know, <laughs> you got to rep the hometown. Yeah. This is where I'm from. These are my roots. <laughs> uh, yes, it's Roku speaking to Aang directly. He says, it's good to see you, Aang. Mm-hmm. He's got a dope-ass voice. Yeah, he does. A dope-ass voice, which makes him sound like the wisest character in television history, also, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rivaled maybe only by Iroh. I think him and Iroh would get along. I think they would be buds. And maybe they were. How old is Iroh? It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's a, it's a, good, <laughs> it's a valid question, nonetheless. Um. Aang bows to Avatar Roku, which I also think is cool because Aang is basically like showing respect to himself by yes. bowing to Roku. Yep. Uh, this this is why before the episode, I looked up the the Kwisatz Haderach from Dune because this whole sequence reminds me of the way the Ben Hasserath work in that, where when you become a, a matriarch, you you inherit the uh, memories of every matriarch before you. Uh, and okay. I think that Avatar is cribbing on Dune really hard right now. <laughs> what are you trying to say that an animated children's show from the mid 2000s would borrow heavily from other <laughs> things that happened in the past? Yeah, I think so. From 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 weird fucking sci fi books. Uh, no. Impossible. Yeah. So, like, but but the implication in that is that the person you're talking to is the memories of them, but it's the memories of them shaped by your own experiences. So it's not necessarily the person that they were, but it's the person that they seem to be to you. We're uh, you. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> when you say that, you are referring to this Dune nonsense, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but okay. I'm also applying it. That's that's the frame now that I'm viewing this exchange in Avatar through. Sure, sure, is sure, that, sure. Is that this isn't actually Roku. This is Aang inherits the memories of every Avatar, which we know he does. That's been established already. Um, and so it's it, he's he's speaking to himself, but who he believes Roku to be, based on fragmentary memories. That he was born with. I don't know that it's necessarily established that the Avatar retains the memories of all of the mm -hmm. other Avatars. I'm not sure if that is established. So there is some sort of spiritual connection that they like know things. Like Aang knew that it was Roku when he was looking at the statue. Yes. And that's kind of where I picked the, that's where I interpreted it as he was remembering who this person was. Because he did okay. it again with uh, the other Avatar whose name I will never remember. Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. Um, there is definitely yeah, some sort of knowledge link between mm -hmm. the avatars. I don't know if it's necessarily like a full memory dump, um, but there is something. And also it has been established to this point that there is a physical world and a spirit world that exists right. in the yes. world of Avatar. So I don't know that it's necessarily Aang speaking to like a creation of his own mind, but is maybe speaking to like the spirit of Avatar mm -hmm. Roku, which may be an actual thing that exists independently of Aang's own 
avatar brain. Right. Uh, but then there's something that happens in this where I'm not sure anymore because another thing <laughs> about the, the memory of retention is that... What can happen here? Is that the, the person who you're speaking to through your memories, if their memories are strong enough and if you make a strong enough connection to them, can inhabit your body. Hmm. And like, that would be weird if that happened on this show. <laughs> it huh? would be weird if it happened on this show. <laughs> uh, and you become an abomination where they are in control of you. Man, Dune is so dumb, but I like it a lot, too. I got to get more into Dune. Uh, so that's what's happening right now. We're doing we're doing Dune in this show. <laughs> um. Appa is almost like a big worm if you really Appa, think yeah, about it. Yeah, and I would I would worship Appa as some sort of god creature. Especially I kind of already if he, do. Especially if he shits out space cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> that's true and everyone gets high as fuck. <laughs> uh that would make me I I'm already a huge Appa fan, but that would just push it <laughs> way over the limit. Yeah, you're right about that. Um Interesting. But I, I oh, go on. Go okay. On. No, I, I all I was going to say, Brendan, is is I don't know nearly enough about Dune to like be <laughs> able to speak to this any further. But in the way you've described this to me, I can see exactly where you're coming from, and yeah. it's very interesting. I only bring it up to let you know that that is how uh, that's how this works for me now. That's that's my sure. my head for the way that the the Avatar lineage works. Is that he's he's a Ben Hazareth. Think of Dune. That's the Avatar tune. Or I'm sorry, uh Bene Gesiet, not Ben Hazareth. Uh there's too many words you're <laughs> throwing at me here. Uh Paul. Is that his name? Yes. P- Paul Hark no, not Harkonnen. Oh T- fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay. So maybe you don't Atreides. So- Paul Atreides. I almost said Titus, which is totally not right. <laughs> no, no, that's Final Fantasy X. That's another, that's an entirely different thing. And well, honestly, Titus, not even close to being the Titus same thing. Titus is also a character in Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, it cuts back to <laughs> Zuko, who is interrogating Shayu, who says that it uh, is the sage's duty to help the Avatar. Um, and there is a slow clap that starts from off screen and in walks Zhao with a group of his men. And he says, your little smoke screen didn't work. Yeah, just fucking shuts it down. <laughs> hey, good plan, nice except try. it was a bad plan, idiot. I saw right through it. I'm <laughs> way smarter than you. <laughs> I've been doing this for years. <laughs> Study up, son. <laughs> Uh, He captures Zuko and says that he will deliver these two traitors to the Fire Lord. And Zuko says that he's too late as Aang has entered the sanctuary. But Zhao points out that sooner or later, the Avatar has to come out. Mm -hmm. But before that happens, Brendan, it is time for some important exposition, which you know I absolutely live for this shit. Oh, yeah. I have something very important to tell you, Aang. That is why, when you were in the spirit world, I sent my dragon to find you. Is it about that vision? The one of the comet? Yes. What does it mean? One hundred years ago, Fire Lord Sozin used that comet to begin the war. 
He and his firebending army harnessed its incredible power and dealt a deadly first strike against the other nations. So the comet made them stronger? Yes, stronger than you could even imagine. But that happened a hundred years ago. What does the comet have to do with the war now? Listen carefully. Sozin's comet will return by the end of this summer. And Fire Lord Ozai will use its power to finish the war once and for all. If he succeeds, even the Avatar won't be able to restore balance to the world. Aang, you must defeat the Fire Lord before the comet arrives. But I haven't even started learning waterbending, not to mention earth and fire. Mastering the elements takes years of discipline and practice. But if the world is to survive, you must do it by summer's end. So now we got a ticking clock. <laughs> what was once a simple plan of like, hey, let's go to the North Pole and learn waterbending together. Now yeah. it's like, oh, we got to do that and a lot else. And we have very little time to do it. Because mm-hmm. this is this was the solstice, so this was the beginning of the summer. So he's got now three months to to learn every. Oh wait, the solstice. This is the winter, winter solstice. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so he's got he's got about nine months then. Okay, so close to a year. Yeah. Um. In any case, definitely not enough time. No. Based on all the action items that we uh, have <laughs> laid out before. So let's go through them all together here, Brendan. We've got the Comet stuff from yes. 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that vision of the Comet that he was seeing, yeah, was the same Comet that was basically used to start this entire conflict and gives the Firebenders immense strength. Is there a celestial body <clears throat> that empowers every type of bending? Like, the the firebenders have this comet. Is there something else for everyone else? This is a really good question. There is at least one other one. Right. I think I know the one, but we won't discuss it right now. <laughs> no, no. There's no... There's. It's certainly not the time for that. Um, as for the other two, I don't know. Um, but it is interesting at the idea of, like, yeah, this natural phenomenon will overpower like will make us even stronger and enhance our abilities far beyond what they Mm. are usually capable of and in fact so strong that the last time this was here was exactly when the uh, the firebenders firebenders took out all the air nomads yes um i thought the implication when he started telling the story was going to be that they like pulled the comet out of the sky uh and i was very excited for that idea (laughs) I really would like that. Somebody yeah, has to bend really, really hard. Yeah, like in uh, that fucking Star Wars game where he plays the bad guy to pull down a, a Star Destroyer. <laughs> or like, when, like that. Or like when Piccolo destroys the moon. Yeah. <laughs> fucking rad. Second Dragon Ball Z reference of the episode. Yeah, you're really, you're really excited about the new Budokai game, huh? Yeah, I can't get it off my mind. <laughs> Uh, so we've got that. We've also got the comet coming back now, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty intense stuff, which, you know, he says it'll be it was used to do this before. It will be used to end the war. So, like, 
kill everybody else? That's what it sounds like, yeah. Uh, just wipe out every other nation. Maybe now they know yeah, what that comet enables them to do. So they're putting the plans in place like, hey, when it's back, it's go time, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's scary stuff. But then, yeah, as we even just discussed, the biggest issue now facing us on this television show, our new sort of end goal is, Aang, we must master the elements by the end of the summer with which we will defeat Fire Lord Ozai. Mm-hmm. So the stakes have been raised astronomically in the last oh, yeah. little bit of episode. They really, they really, like I said, they they, they added a ticking clock, which I think is fantastic for the show i'm very excited that there's now like a sense of urgency to it um we're not i don't around. i don't think that will stop them from spending many many episodes no, just no, fucking no, no. around no 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 of course we gotta have a little bit of fun <laughs> uh but it is nice to have like a concrete like you've got a deadline you've got a goal that isn't just oh i guess i gotta learn water bending at some point when i get around to it you got to learn a lot of things and then put them to practice. <laughs> yeah. Or else everyone's fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've we've got to get moving now to get this done. Uh, just as we should get moving on with the rest of this recap, but I'm glad that we had this very important story building moment. Yeah. I do wish the Fire Nation pulled a comet out of the sky, though. <sighs> well, that, there's still the next comet. That would have been tight as hell. <laughs> We already know it's coming back by the end of the summer, mm -hmm. so maybe somebody will figure out a way, maybe like a, if they can't bend it, because it might be tough to do because it it's pretty far away if it's a comet, mm -hmm. you just get like a big net. <laughs> just catch it. Just catch it. Yeah. And pull it down. Or lasso it like George Bailey does with the moon. <laughs> I think if they pulled it down, that'd be really cool. Like the end of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Mmm, yes, of course. When Sephiroth casts Meteor. <laughs> uh, Zuko's a little bit of a one-winged angel, huh? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. It doesn't let's, matter. Let's go with it. Uh, okay, so here we are. We've got all those important points out of the way. Meanwhile, Zhao and his men are waiting outside the door. Uh, Katara says... How is Aang going to make it out of this one? Sokka says, how are we going to make it out of this one? Which is a very good question. <laughs> uh, there's multiple places to be concerned here, Katara. Um, Aang says to Roku, what if I can't do it? And Roku says to him, I know you can do it, for you have done it before. And there's a crossfade of Roku's face with Aang's face, which is some really good stuff right there. Yeah. And then gets a little smile on. Yeah. He's like, oh, thank you. Oh, I have yeah. done this before. Oh, huh? yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh, good. Good point, Roku. My dad, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> my my me? What, what are we again? Unclear. Can we? He like, pulls out a family tree and they're like, they spend the rest it's, of the episode never trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's actually just one long straight line all the way down, though. But it's a really, really long line. <laughs> He's got to go back to the Southern Air Temple to look at each and every statue. Okay, well, that was him. Then this was her. Then this was her. Then this was him. <laughs> now I know who I am. Then we go all the way back to the first one. I wonder if I'll ever find out who the first one was. 
Uh, hmm. I say, knowing full well that we do. <laughs> no, knowing that we do, and we have talked about that on this show. <laughs> and I have seen it. <laughs> uh, not on this show, Brendan, on the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is some really good shit with the Avatar, and Roku is really cool. I mean, I love Aang, and he leads to a lot of fun on the show, but mm-hmm. Roku is reminding us, like, actually, the Avatar is badass. Kind of fucking rad. <laughs> Even though he's, he's a, a bit cooler. like Bobby Flay. Even though, yeah, he can never lose and his <laughs> friends, he's surrounded by yes men. Um, Aang is not sure how he will be able to talk to Roku again. And Roku says, I am a part of you. You will find a way. Mm-hmm. Which is a non-answer. No, yeah, that doesn't. I'm <laughs> sorry if that doesn't help. He very much just hand waves it away. Like, yeah, yeah you'll figure it out. Uh, I don't know. Good luck, kid. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm a ghost. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel. I'm manifesting through a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in a real dead zone right now because I am dead. Oh. <laughs> um. They each close their eyes, and Roku gives Aang a vision of Zhao and the firebenders waiting for him to leave the room. Uh, He says he can help him if he's ready. Aang opens his eyes, and they light up in the Avatar state. And in hundreds of voices all at once, he says, I'm ready. Which is fucking cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I was a big fan of that. Is that the first time he spoke while in the Avatar state? I believe so. Is uh, I hope that that continues. I was going to ask you if it does, but don't answer that question. I'm just going to say that I hope that that continues. It would be pretty cool if it happens again. Mm-hmm. And also has some implications of like, well, what does the Avatar state really do? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, he's, is he channeling all of the past avatars? And does that also mean that the Avatar state gets stronger with every subsequent avatar? Uh, shrug. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They can't uh, just throw these things in. <laughs> what are they? This isn't a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> it is to me, and I'm losing. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the sanctuary door starts to open, and everyone has to avert their eyes at the brilliant light shining through. Uh, the light fades, and in the darkness, there are two glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. Sokka and Katara panic as Zhao and his firebenders launch their big fiery attack, but it is not Aang standing in this doorway. It is what Brendan was just referring to a minute ago and has some (laughs) weird implications that I don't think we'll be able to explain. It is instead a spectral version of Avatar Roku himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And I'm pretty sure what they're going for is he is inhabiting Aang's body. Sure. And and that is Aang standing there, but we are seeing Roku. So it is, yeah, the physical form of Aang, but mm-hmm. somehow, yeah, just as Paul uh, Jesuit, I don't remember his name, doesn't matter. <laughs> I've already forgotten. I know he's <laughs> a traitor. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> And I don't even know if he's the one who could do what you were talking about. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, he, he's one of them. Yeah, there's a, there's plenty of them. But <laughs> in any case, um, yeah, Roku has like taken. He's basically taken the wheel here mm-hmm. 
to protect Aang's escape from the temple. Um, he dispels the firebenders attack and blasts it back at them, uh, knocking them away and melting everyone's chains, which Zuko uses as an opportunity to escape. <laughs> I kind of like it. It melts and he just fucking books. <laughs> See ya. He sees the opportunity and takes it. <laughs> I am not messing around with this. If I, I'm here to capture the Avatar who was a little boy and now it's this terrifying old man. <laughs> and now it's literally Avatar Roku. I did not sign up for this. I'll see you all later. I'm not even sure if this was my goal. They said capture the Avatar. They didn't say capture this Avatar. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> um, Roku then turns his attention to the Fire Sages and glares at them with the most menacing scowl. Yeah, he's not fucking around right now. I think this is really good. He's giving them a look of like, you failed me, and oh, now yeah. you will pay. Oh, yeah. They know they fucked up. <laughs> this was my house. You're living in my house rent-free. I built this house. <laughs> <laughs> On rock and roll. <laughs> um... Shayu says that Roku is bringing the temple down, and sure enough, Roku bends a huge fissure down the middle of the temple and summons a towering spout of magma from the tunnels below. Yeah, he does. <laughs> if I, yeah, I brought you into this world, my house, and now I'm <laughs> yeah. taking you out with me. Yep. Oh my <laughs> God. He's just fucking <clears throat> going crazy on this place right now. I'm over it. You can't live here anymore. This place has served its purpose. <laughs> now it's coming with me. Uh, everyone escapes except for Sokka and Katara. Uh, Roku's spirit takes a deep breath as the light from the solstice moves on from his statue. There's another gust of wind and Roku is gone and Aang is standing in his place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just like you said, it was like him possessing, seemingly like possessing Aang's physical body. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, no, very cool. Um, Aang falls to his knees and Katara and Sokka run in to scoop him up. Uh, the entire temple is starting to sink into the lava and their path is blocked. But just in the nick of time, Appa and Momo fly in to save the day. Mm -hmm. I like the implication that Momo went and got Appa. I was like, hey, <laughs> we, we, got, we got to go get him. Uh, yeah, this. Uh, did you notice this giant temple falling down behind you? I know like you were the, taking a nap. It's like the episode of Pokemon where all the Pokemon get lost on an island and they're like talking to each other the entire episode. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just them good. going like Charmander, Charmander, but it's subtitled. He knows exactly <laughs> what he's trying to say. Yeah. I'm not sure this is exactly like this, but you know what I really like is the episode of King of the Hill where the fire station burns down. Yes. They all get their description <laughs> yeah. of what and happens. The Boomhauer. The Boomhauer one. He's the only, they're all talking like Boomhauer. And he's like, for God's sakes, Hank, will you keep it down? I'm trying to read a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe the funniest thing that ever happened on this show. I do know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Maybe not exactly the same thing that we're talking about here, but I thought of it in the moment and knew you would appreciate it. That's fine. I'm always down for that episode of <laughs> King of the Hill. Uh, bonus episode coming up. Look out for that in your podcast. Um, <laughs> might have to talk about the King of the Hill remake or reboot. Oh boy, I'm not ready to talk about that. There's There will be time for that later. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, what does it mean to be woke? <laughs> I'm already awake, Bobby. 
Uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say something. I was going to. I was going to go into a dark path there. I'm going to leave that alone. All uh, cops are bastards, Dan. I was going to say some, something like that. Something like that, but I'll leave that in your capable hands. Uh, yes, they save the day. Appa scoops them up in his big furry arms, and they fly away as the temple collapses into the lava. Um, Zhao is on his ship, and he is pissed. Mm-hmm. He did not get anything he wanted. No, not even close. <laughs> no, he had it all in his hands, and it melted away. Uh, the fire sages are tied up, and he says, all I have is five traitors. And one of the sages says, hey, well, we didn't do shit. It was only Shayu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really he immediately throws them under the bus. <laughs> I know. Hey, wait a minute. I'm innocent here. <laughs> Uh, Zhao says they're all guilty and will face the Fire Lord's wrath. And Zuko watches Appa fly away from his ship. One final shot of Katara and Sokka comforting Aang as they all fly away to whatever comes next. And that is the end of the episode. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and there's some very nice, like, music box sounding music playing over the, the final shot of the episode. That's and I true. I liked that a lot. It's a nice little comforting thing in what is probably like the most tense moment of yeah. all of their lives. Yeah, it was it was a good like contrast to what had just happened in the episode to end with like this peaceful like like it does sound like a like a wind up music box. Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. Uh good stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good stuff, Brendan, I mean maybe I'm tipping my hand as how I felt about this episode, but uh what what did we think about Episode 8, Winter Solstice Part 2, colon, Avatar Roku. I thought it was very cool. There was a lot of good action in the episode, uh, a lot of good lore. Um, It was probably one of, like, the most lore-heavy episodes up to this point, uh, which makes sense because it was, like, the one setting up the primary conflict of the show. Uh, But I think even, like, the the cool... I don't want to call it a chase scene, but the cool, like, action scene on Appa dodging the fireballs early in the episode when he's like very close to the water and we're seeing all the splashes coming up around him as they all hit. Uh, I was very into that. Uh, meeting another avatar was pretty cool. Roku seems like a pretty cool guy, even though I've got my own headcanon implications for what that all means. No, you're right. You're exactly right. Everything <laughs> you said is 100% right. <laughs> um, I thought it was very cool. I agree. Um, I have been looking forward to rewatching this episode um, for some time. Um, always one of my favorites. Yeah, the first like two acts of this episode of like the chase sequence is really good and pretty intense stuff. Just like you said, um, the whole act of like them reaching the temple and walking around with Shayu and trying mm-hmm. to like escape the fire sages um, gives us some important info on kind of what's going on here. Yep. Um, but it's really once we get into that third act of Aang interacting with Roku and Roku, like exacting his revenge on these people who failed him in this temple. Yeah. Um, that is like exactly what I live for on this show is like the deep lore that we're given on like why the t- like we're, we're given an explanation as for why there should be tension on this show. Like when mm. we're when when all we have is yeah. Aang has to learn waterbending because he's the avatar and that's his duty. And that's what he does. Yeah. Yep. 
but he's got Zuko chasing after after him, that dastardly little fire bending prince. Yeah, um, having real stakes definitely helps uh, the show feel more like urgent. For sure. And so now we can have like Aang have real stakes while Zuko's stakes remain intact of like, I have to get the Avatar because that's like all I am mm-hmm. is trying to get him. But now Aang isn't just like, well, I'm out here trying to have fun and like be powerful now it's like i i have something very important that i have to do Mm -hmm. so it'll be fun to have people try to get in his way while he's on this very crucial mission Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's another thing that i'm sure um katara can be a stick in the mud about anytime ang wants to have fun she'd be like ang we we really don't have time for this shit I yeah if if you if I was lenient with you before like this this leash is now as short as it can possibly <laughs> yeah. get you're not even wearing a leash I'm grabbing you by the collar you need to do this <laughs> for god's sake Zang, please <laughs> we're all depending on you this is like, bigger than you <laughs> there's no time for the hopping llamas <laughs> oh no that's oh, right shit <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, it's good. It it gives us something to drive towards now at mm. this point. So I'm I'm really happy that we were able to uh, get here and yeah, and yeah. now have a path forward. Yep, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, like I said, I know that there's still going to be episodes of just fucking around, but I'm excited that there is like <laughs> a, uh, an actual driving force behind this show now. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna have we're gonna have fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to be fart noises and slide <laughs> whistles and, uh, you know, people with blushing cheeks uh, mm-hmm. at at being kissed by uh, their crushes. Oh. You know, these things will happen. Scandalous. While at the same time trying to prevent yet another major genocide from occurring. <laughs> <laughs> literal holocaust so it's you know two sides of the same coin <laughs> and we're gonna be flipping that coin as we go along baby in future episodes but that is how the coin landed this time mm-hmm. on episode eight we liked it we liked it approved it's working out so far okay mm-hmm. episode eight in the bag uh but brendan that is not the end of our podcast episode because we have an email to read an email we got an email um you usually go in a very cookie monster direction for these uh-huh. songs and uh-huh. i feel like this was even heavier in that direction yep, than we yep. ever had i was feeling it today i i i was channeling i have memories of the cookie monster and the cookie monster stepped forth He's inhabited your, for a minute, you turned blue and you were kind of smashing cookies against your mouth, but a lot of them weren't really going I wasn't actually eating any of them. Yeah, they were just falling all over the place. Kind of crumbling all over your fur. I gotta, I really gotta keep the dog from getting over here. We gotta do this quick. (laughs) Let's get to the email. (laughs) We got, uh, this week's email is from Joseph. Uh, Joseph has written in before, I believe. Uh, it's good to hear from you again, Joseph. Thank you. He says, hey guys. Great recap of a great episode, and I think this is referring to the last episode, uh, part one of the Winter Solstice. Uh, he yes. says, 
Brendan is actually 100% correct about the effects of forest fires, which, well, mm. uh, I knew that is great. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> uh, while obviously very destructive, they provide strong opportunity for regrowth, carrying very fertile soil, uh, and volcanic eruptions also do this. Uh, in fact, we even sometimes do controlled burns, burning older areas of forest to get positive regrowth without chaotic destruction. Uh, he says, keep it up, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, yeah, no, that's I, I thought that was the case because it like it not only does it fertilize the soil, it also uh, opens up the canopy for light to get down to younger plants. Um, yeah, but I think that was in reference to when we found the burnt forest in the last episode. And I had I had said that maybe the ground would not be so fertile anymore. I guess I don't really know what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I, I can understand it, though, because like a blackened fucking wasteland does not look like the best thing for growth. Um, but turns out it is. Turns out that's that's part of the circle of life. And maybe I'm thinking of like when in like the year 5000 BC, a... Uh, evil emperor of like Mesopotamia would uh, salt the land on someone's field yes, so that yeah. something could no longer grow. Maybe that's what I was kind of equating this with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but now we know we got a bit of a science lesson today, confirming my uh, <laughs> expert <laughs> my <opinion>. expertise. <laughs> yeah. Seek something. Seek forest fires. Are actually a good thing. <laughs> yeah, keep them coming. <laughs> Sorry, California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe not that many forest fires, <laughs> but they just won't stop the damn things. No, they love it. Um, anyway, let's move on quickly from that. I guess I also didn't know what, because I knew about controlled burns, but I guess I didn't really know what those were four. I guess maybe I thought those were like, <laughs> if there was just like a bunch of dead trees in an area and they were like, well, this is ugly. Like we got to get rid of these. Well, yeah, there's that. And then there's also using controlled burns when there's a forest fire currently spreading. Sure. You would burn further down the path in a controlled way so that there's less fuel for the, mm. the raging fire to consume and try to cut it off. Okay. That's the fighting fire with fire kind of thing. You, you, you literally like burn away sections of it so that it has nowhere to go. Fighting fire with fire, eh? It's almost like uh, they're doing an Agni Kai with trees. Hey, oh, uh, we didn't talk about it during the episode, but there were a lot of jokes. Uh, I feel like there were jokes uh, during the section where, uh, is it Zhao? Yes. Where Zhao's men are in the temple and he's saying like, hold your fire. Or, like, open fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, I see what they're doing, but this feels kind of (laughs) clumsy. Time to get fired up, man. (laughs) It's like like that old Batman movie with Dr. Freeze. (laughs) This temple is really fire. (laughs) And then he puts on some stunner shades. Everyone goes, goes, damn, Zhao. And then we cut back to Iroh with his thug life and his blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Except now he's got the Taz shirt where Taz is wearing like a big chain on it. It's all Looney Tunes characters. That's what Iroh's really into these days. Uh, Um, Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but, (laughs) you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, In any case, 
Thank you so much for the email, Joseph, for Thank providing you. yeah a little more detail on how these things work. Although it sounds like Brendan, you know, pretty much had it yeah, all figured out. I thank you for the confirmation. Thanks for the second opinion, Doctor. This <laughs> is backing him up and really making him feel like uh, the smartest person on this podcast. While which, we're at it, though, uh, maybe uh, I think I said Ben Hasserath twice in reference to Dune, and that is a Dragon Age thing and not a Dune thing. I just want before we get any emails, I do know that I misspoke. Bene Gesserit, Dune, Ben Hasserath, Dragon Age. I would have said Matt Hasselbeck, who is a <laughs> former NFL quarterback. Oh, yeah. And then we would have just have no way. We would have way <laughs> off track at that point. There's no reining that conversation back in once you start talking about the 2005 Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> would you like to continue on? I mean, yeah, I'll go for it. I got I have nothing, nothing I have to nothing contribute. Else. I have nothing else to say. No, that's all I had. Uh, I'm spent as far as that's concerned. Uh, yes. Thank you, Joseph. I'm sorry that I ruined your email by talking about the 2005 Seattle Seahawks. Uh, gotta recap at gmail.com is the email address. If you want to reach out to us with any thoughts on avatar, the last airbender or Nickelodeon in general, or the 2005 Seattle Seahawks, Pretty much anything that you want to write into us about, uh, we will be happy to take mm -hmm. those emails and perhaps read them on the show like we have today. Yeah. yeah. If you want to talk about, what else did we talk about? Do you want to talk about Dune or uh, <laughs> the, the, the Force Unleashed? Mm, I really don't want to talk about the Force <laughs> Unleashed, so please keep those thoughts in. <laughs> Pretty much anything we talked about and anything we didn't talk about. And in, in any case, some of your favorite forest fires. Yeah. List your top five. <laughs> you can even tweet those at us uh, at got to recap on social media. Uh, tweet at us. Yeah. Your top five favorite forest fires. Use hashtag my fave five fires. <laughs> but make sure you tag us in the post. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll be happy to read those and uh, yeah, really see where everybody landed on all of those blazing trees mm -hmm. uh this is a grim subject <laughs> uh you can leave us a review on apple podcasts and spotify drop us five star reviews there that would be immensely helpful for us as we continue to grow this show so thank you for thank doing you. that thank you uh anyway brendan yes uh we talked a lot about forest fires at the end of this episode, huh? We did. I feel like... More than I, I expected to. I can't see the forest for the trees. I don't even really know what that means. <clears throat> um, you can do it. It means that you're, you're too focused on uh, the small picture and you're not seeing the whole image. All you see is the trees. You don't see that it is a forest. Mm. Well, we've got the big picture of what's coming up on Avatar coming ahead, including next week's episode nine. So we'll see you all then. <laughs> uh, anything else to say? <laughs> no. Um, uh, join me on uh, twitch.tv slash Bob the Virus. Uh, we're playing Zelda games. Come play Zelda games with Brendan. Come listen to podcasts with us next week. We'll see you all then. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.